Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. We are here today with Dr. Gabriel Schiffman um, of the Pediatric Center at Overland Park Regional Medical Center. And um, at the time of the recording, the um, FDA and CDC just authorized the Pfizer COVID vaccine for ages 5 to 11. So we are current and we are excited for our conversation with you today, Dr. Schiffman. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What is, tell us kind of what the, what is the vibe today at the hospital? How's everybody feeling? We are all very excited. Um, we knew this time was coming. We knew that the research has been, um, you know, painstakingly done to ensure the safety and effectiveness and getting the right dosing for children five to 11. And it's done. We're excited. Um, I think that there's just a lot more excitement knowing that we can get a whole bunch more kids vaccinated. It should be about 60 million more um, in this country that could not have had a vaccine because of their age and now can. So we're thrilled. Wow. That's great. So Dr. Schiffman, I know a lot of the conversation among parents is it doesn't really feel like kids are getting that sick from COVID. Um, What are you seeing in the ER and why do you think the vaccine is necessary for kids? So I want to disagree with that statement. Um, kids definitely do get sick from COVID-19. Um, you know, looking at the statistics, adults, um, older people with comorbidities, they're getting sicker, but it's not that kids are immune from this by any sense. Um, there are definitely kids that I see in my ER every day who have positive COVID-19 tests. Um, some of them do require hospitalizations because they need oxygen support. They've got pneumonias. Um, fortunately, they're not kids. The ones that I've seen have not been toxic and, and on death's door, which we see a lot of in the adult world, um, which is great. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, a perk that I'm happy to take. Um, but it doesn't mean that these kids can't get sick. It doesn't mean that they can't be hospitalized. It doesn't mean that they can't have long-term consequences from COVID-19. And also, it these kids can pass on the virus. So if we vaccinate these kids, it prevents all of these things from happening um, and perhaps slowing and stopping this pandemic. Um, in the near future. Definitely. And then a little bit about the clinical trial. I know that, you know, some other concerns are that it's only approved for emergency authorization, just like the adult vaccines. Um, Can you talk about how these studies kind of are structured and how, from a science and medical standpoint, they are able to catch, you know, side effects or anything that would be concerning regarding vaccinating kids moving forward? Of course. So the emergency authorization um, use is perfectly appropriate. Um, it's the way that the FDA kind of starts the process. They always do this first, if necessary, if they feel that there is an emergency. Um, it's almost like a first phase authorization before they have full authorization. 
Um, so that's not anything to worry about. I think that we saw in the adults rollout, um, it started with the emergency just because it was so necessary. Um, there were no consequences to the fact that they had to change um, the recommendations or change the structure of the vaccine before it became fully authorized. I think that's the same thing that's going to happen here. Um, tens of thousands of kids were enrolled in these studies across the country um, here, but also there's been studies across the world for that matter too, all looking at uh, the effectiveness, number one, at whether or not this vaccine can reduce the risk of catching COVID-19, but also the side effects um, as well. And from what they've been saying, the side effects are very similar, if not better, than in the adult population. So you'll have pain at the injection site. You may have some low-grade fevers associated with this the day or two afterwards. You can have a little bit of body aches. Um, but all, you know, there's nothing that's more severe that is worrisome for the side effects for this vaccine. So it's very safe. And then I know that there's been, you know, conversation about myocarditis. I know that was a big mm -hmm. topic at both the FDA and CDC meetings. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you see that related to the vaccine or getting COVID? And Sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, from my own personal thoughts, I think that that was a lot of blown out of proportion um, risk and scare. Um, yes, there is small associate. It's a very, very small association um, with vaccine and myocarditis, extremely low to the point where, um, and I may be fudging these numbers a little bit, but I think that it's like one in a thousand, um, you could have a myocarditis from the vaccine, but if you have the disease itself, it's like a hundred. So I, I don't know, I'm blowing those out of portion, I think, but it's, right. it's, it's, it's those, it's those large differences in numbers. So to not get the vaccine and to, and then give yourself the ability to get the disease, you have a much higher risk of myocarditis from the disease itself than the yeah. shot. So if someone's saying, well, I don't want the shot because I'm afraid of myocarditis, that's just a silly way of thinking because you're much like more likely to get any kind of consequence, myocarditis, hospitalization, you know, death from the disease itself. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you talked about expected side effects. Um, is there anything that parents can do to prepare their kids, prepare themselves um, for getting their kids vaccinated? Yeah. I mean, what I do at my household is I usually um, don't give a vaccine you know, a day or two before they have something major, like a sporting event or a birthday party, just because they may be a little bit sore or achy. Right. So I don't want to do that just before we have something going on. Um, I'll tell you right now, both my kids are signed up for the COVID-19 uh, vaccine mm -hmm. on Sunday. Okay. Um, it was the first, um, first thing we could get done. So <laughs> we're very excited. If, I wish it was today. So you don't um, have a secret, like, uh, room where you can is, give <laughs> No. Oh, I wish I... I did. It's CVS. CVS and Walgreens right now, uh, if you go online, they, um, they've they got uh, availability. You put in the kid's birthday, and it pops up COVID-19 as a choice. So yes. um, I did this morning right when I woke up, and I got <laughs> two spots on Sunday. So Awesome. Um, so, so I wish we had a, a secret stash, but not even <laughs> I get a secret stash for those things. Um, uh, so what we do is we don't do it you know, right before uh, an event of something that made to be at the top of the game. And also, I usually kind of give them a dose of Tylenol going in. Um, they recommend Tylenol as opposed to Motrin, just because there's some studies in France that said Motrin is not the best idea with this because it kind of mutes the response. But we just, just give a dose of Tylenol just to kind of help them 
just if they are going to get sore to kind of mitigate um, the soreness in their arms and their bodies. That's what we do. But um, I think there's really nothing more than this is a normal vaccine, like all the other mm-hmm. vaccines your children have had in the past when they go to their doctor's office and they get, you know, their hepatitis B shot or their MMR or their annual flu shot. This is the same kind of thing. And my kids know that shots make them stronger. It prevents spreading diseases to the community and their friends and, and themselves. And they know this is what needs to be done. So they're excited as well for Sunday. My daughter, not so much. She she doesn't <laughs> like the needle as much, but my son is like, my son can get past it and goes, this is going to make me stronger. So he feels like it's like a energy shot. Right. Um, but my daughter still, she's a little bit younger. She's a year younger. So she's a little bit more hesitant, but she will do what she has to do. Dr. Schiffman, so. how old are your kids? Uh, they're six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so kind of thinking about, you know, I know some kids of friends who are just like ready to go because they view this as, you know, maybe a path back to a normal, whatever our new normal is. It's a path to some normalcy. What do you see going forward as far as the effort to vaccinate kids and how that will go? And then what that might lead to regarding like school or quarantining masks. Mm -hmm. What is your uh, future ball say? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. So my hope, I'll say my hope, my hope is that the rollout goes smoothly. Um, You know, the fact that this was approved just yesterday and we've already got appointments being scheduled across um, the metro area. I know that Children's Mercy, I think, is having a clinic in the near future. Um, kind of a mass clinic that they're going to roll out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that there is a, a good effort um, in getting shots in arms. I think the biggest kind of hurdle may be educating the parents, the moms and dads, in order that this is something that is safe, effective, and the right thing to do. Um, I think that if everyone gets on board, um, we'll see communities that do this well. And then there will be a return to normal for those communities. I think that the pandemic that we know as COVID-19 will become more of an endemic. And there'll be areas around the world, around the country that didn't do this properly. They will still be like like we are now. I think that if you can get enough vaccines in arms and you can get almost to that herd immunity number, um, then masks will come off at school, masks will come off indoors. um, That return to normalcy is I think expected. And I think that's what we can all hope to achieve. I think that if you've got pockets of the country that don't do it, they're going to have continued spread. They're going to have continued hospitalization and there won't be a safe way to go back to normal um, or that, that sense of normalcy that we expect. Yeah. So it's up to all of us. I mean, I think that yeah. if we want to do this right, and we want to go back to what we remember. Um, then we all have to work together. It's not just for each individual person, family, but it's about the entire community um, that you live in. Yeah. And so do you have tips for, you know, those of us who might be talking to other moms or involved in groups with parents that maybe are feeling hesitant or who have been on the receiving end of a lot of misinformation? How are you talking to people and how do you recommend we talk to our friends? It's kind of tough um, because for whatever reason, this became a very political phenomenon. I, you know, I've never thought that in a million years, science would become politicized, but unfortunately it has um, for this yeah. disease process. Mm-hmm. So it is it is sensitive and it is tender. and it, It's difficult um, to talk to some people because no matter what you say, they have their beliefs and, and their views and they may never come to agreement with you and whether they had misinformation or not. But what I do is I listen to what their concerns are. And then 
if they're willing to. Some parents just don't care. I mean, you can you can talk and talk and talk and talk, and they just don't see what you see or or they believe different things. So I listen to them, and if they're willing to hear my response, I'm happy to educate them. I'm happy to take to guide them to the cdc.gov website for information. I always recommend talking to your pediatrician because they have a lot of up-to-date information that they can help kind of get you to um, an understanding of that this isn't the right thing to do for your kids. Um, so I, I mostly just listen to them. And I and if, and if I say, like, would you like me to, to tell you what the, the truth is? So I know that that's what, you, that's what you've heard, that you believe, but I want to, you know, go through why that's not necessarily true. Um, and a lot of them do listen. And I've, I've convinced a lot of people that were completely anti-COVID vaccine for themselves, for their family members, adults and kids who have, who have made the change because they've, they've listened to reason. They've, they've suffered through this for, you know, 18 plus months now. Um, they've lost family members. I've got a lot of people who, um, who I know who initially did not get the vaccine. They lost family members because of COVID. And then that's the quickest way to get someone on board is Mm. to have someone that you love die. Um, so it's, so it's a, it's a serious thing. I mean, it's one of those things where I think being a friend and being there to talk, um, um, with them, honestly, um, is the best way of ensuring that they, they hear you and they, they do what's best for, for everybody. Yeah. I think it's, I feel like, especially like in the parent world or the mom world, there's so many things that are just so touchy. And vaccines has yeah. always been a touchy one. And I feel like yeah. um, we're kind of back. That's kind of been reamplified um, with this being authorized. Agreed. Agreed. And I and I I've heard it. And I think that it just again, the whole vaccination thing, I've never understood why it's yeah. been a touchy thing. I've mm-hmm. never understood that at all. Um, it just but I'm also, a, you know, a doctor, a scientist. And so I just don't see mm-hmm. those fears and, and those thoughts. Um, yeah. But uh, I think being there and lending an ear and kind of giving the best advice you can helps. I mean, and now I'm say, and not to be mean, um, but <laughs> we also we you know if there are people in your you know social group, whether it be family or friends, that don't vaccinate mm-hmm. um, or won't vaccinate, we will probably rethink about you know we'll think of if we're gonna have play dates with those people, you know, sure. because. It's one of those things where yes, yes, vaccination is a choice right now for some people, but also play dates and yep. school and work are also choices. So, right. um, I think each everyone's got their own um, choice to make, and if you you try your best to get everyone that you care and love to get vaccinated, but if they end up not, then there are consequences that I think yeah. they have to live with too. Sadly, yeah. right? But that's where we are. So, uh, yeah, around that topic. Um, what are you looking forward to with your own kids once they're vaccinated fully, which is two weeks after that second shot? Yep. Are you what are you looking forward to doing that you haven't been doing in the last two years? We are huge Disney cruisers and we're going <laughs> on a Disney cruise in February. <laughs> so we're super excited. Um, and right now, Disney Cruise Line is requiring everyone who um, is eligible. So five and up must be vaccinated to go on the cruise ship. Yeah. Um, so we're very excited about that. They're still going to be like masks and stuff indoors, but I just, we, it's been two years since we went on a Disney cruise. I think just, it'll be interesting to see how they change it, but I'm so excited to just get back, you know, on the ship, see my kids eyes light up when they see Mickey come down the stairwell. It just, it's really, 
fun. And so I just know that that that's, I already know it's like February, we're going to Disney cruise and I'm super excited. That's so great. And that's good convincing yes. for your daughter, right? There like, you Oh yes. Yes. Just do it. Too many, you get the shot, honey. Get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do it. That's She'll do awesome. it for that. Yes. Okay. I, I think I'll try to, one more thing. I think just having also like, cause as, as the holidays are coming to having Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, with yeah. your, family and not having even though like you know all the older people hopefully have gotten their vaccines just knowing that there isn't that risk of a breakthrough case when you know grandma comes over and right. the kids might have gotten exposed at school and then they you know kiss on grandma because i think people really are laying down their guards in with the family structures now and masks probably aren't going to be worn you know for thanksgiving and christmas in the house anymore um so i think just giving that extra layer of protection so the kids don't bring something into the house and infect your whole family whether they're vaccinated or not i think that's another you know benefit so i'm looking forward to the holidays but of course disney next year right that's awesome that's so great okay so then yeah. looking toward the future um i assume full approval comes mm-hmm. eventually um yep. and then do you anticipate kids needing boosters like adults are getting now you know, or do you think that just remains to be seen it remains to be seen it's one of those things where we never know um I was hoping you, you just don't know how the virus changes and mutates. I think that if we can get everyone on board to kind of nip this thing in the bud, which is a huge ask, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, then we, we, it won't be able to kind of mutate. I mean, the reason why we get the flu vaccine every year, the influenza vaccine is because it does mutate quickly. Um, and by the time it goes around the world, um, you know, cause it kind of rotates around based on the, the colder seasons. Right. Um, so it changes. It always changes from year to year. And we hope that we are guessing correctly with the next um, variant as it comes around the world to get us to this time of year right now. Um, and that's when we have a good a good flu season, if we have a good immune, immunization, uh, a good vaccine. Um, but we never know. We kind of guess based on the data that we're seeing across the world um, during our summer. So we'll have to see. I think that, um, you know, I've gotten my third booster um, mm-hmm. or my first booster, third shot, whatever. Um, and it was my best shot yet. It didn't hurt at all. I didn't feel it and have any side effects. I had nothing at all. Um, so it's one of those things where if you have to, we have to, but I think that data and just kind of how this all plays out will dictate whether or not we, we need to get the booster every year. I mean, could this be a once every five year? Could it be once a year? I have no idea. That's way above my pay. <laughs> time will tell yeah, for sure. definitely and so is that yeah. kind of speaks to one of the reasons that even if your child has had covid that they should still mm-hmm. get vaccinated absolutely absolutely okay. i hear a bunch of them are talking well you know i ask the teenagers or the, the parents have you had your covid vaccine They're like well no because i had covid like two months ago i'm like it doesn't matter it's one of those things where we know that the vaccine has a lot more uh, coverage from all the variants uh, that we've been seeing thus far compared to the one variant that you get when you get sick with the disease, disease itself. So even if you have had COVID, um, you still need your vaccination 100% of the time. Um, that's not an excuse to get out of it because you were miserable for a week. I'm sorry, um, but you still have to get your shot. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then for the moms who have those under five-year-olds who are just... Mm-hmm. Hanging on by a thread. I know. Um, <laughs> what do you expect for them? Well, that's, so that'll be the next phase. So they're thinking, I think, two or six months and up will be the next uh, phase. So they'll begin doing the research like they did for the adults and they did for the 5 to 11-year-olds. So it'll begin research 
um, and studies, uh, same as I did for the last two groups. So it'll be uh, figuring out the dosing, figuring out the effectiveness of the vaccine, and figuring out side effects and its safety, of course. So the timeline, I'm not sure. Um, I think more than, I mean, again, this is a guess because I'm not any, I'm not involved with CDC or FDA at all. Um, but I think that it may be a little bit slower than the past ones, generally because these kids tend not to be exposed to the world as much as the other two groups. Right. Like with yeah. child, the child, you know, with the school age kids and the adults, they're out and about all the time. So they have the most, most risk of catching it and spreading it. So the younger kids, I know they may or may take longer to do the studies just because of other things on their plate. They may not do emergency authorization, just do full authorization because it's literally not an emergency for this age group. Um, I don't know. I don't know these answers. Um, I haven't heard yet. But um, but yes, there will be an effort to get those youngest kids vaccinated. But as to when and how, I'm not sure yet. Awesome. Okay, well, we know you have to get to your shift in the ER, but could you no give us just one last message to the moms listening who are processing all this information, either frantically looking for vaccine appointments mm-hmm. or just digesting all the evidence and trying to make a decision for their families? What is your final message to them? Of course. So if you, if you want to take it from me, you can take it from me that this is a safe and effective vaccine that will hopefully alter the world as we know it and truly will. It'll return us back to a place of normalcy that we knew before the pandemic. Um, it is safe. It is effective. My kids are getting it, like, like I said, on Sunday. If you don't believe me because you don't know who I am, talk to your pediatrician. Um, you can go to cdc.gov. They've got all the information of tons of vaccines, not just of COVID, but of all of them. So if you want to look up other stuff, you can on there. Um, but going to try to limit yourself to going online and talking to you know other moms or, or mom groups only because that information may not be accurate. It's, it's yeah. easy to kind of go down that rumor mill and spread misinformation. Um, so just kind of know the sources and know that the best places are the scientists who have who've spent their lives um, working to get this vaccine on the market. Um, they want what's best for the world and, and they wouldn't lead us astray. So I think that you should know your sources and just kind of think about what it, what it entails and and is this the right thing to do for my kid? And I would love to say the answer is yes, it is. Awesome. Right. Well, Dr. Schiffman, thank you so much. Thank and you. good luck in your yeah. efforts around this topic. And yeah. we thank you for sharing your time with us and helping us reach moms. Thank have, you. It's my pleasure. And have fun on that cruise. You better believe that I will. It's hard not to. <laughs> <I know. laughs> thank Thanks you so, so much. Thank, thank you. you. Of course. Bye-bye now. It was so great to have Dr. Schiffman here today. I know that there are lots of resources out there, and I think it was just great to be able to hear from a local expert. Yes. And, you know, I know a lot of us will be talking to our pediatricians in the next couple weeks. Um, as for my family, we have our two boys were enrolled in a clinical trial, so they've been vaccinated since the spring. And it has given us a huge sense of relief just knowing they've been protected during this time, and I cannot wait for my five-year-old who chose not to participate in the trial, but she will be getting the vaccine on Sunday at Walgreens. 
And we are super pumped for that relief. Um, And, you know, for us, I think it's not that I thought if she got COVID that it would be devastating. You know, the odds are in our favor. But hearing about kids experiencing long-term COVID and not knowing what that might look like for the rest of her life, Mm -hmm. it's just a relief to know that I can protect her from that and that the science and the medical community, it's the trust is there and the science is there to show that this is a good um, choice for our family. And so we just can't wait to travel without consequence and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe even go to a restaurant and all the things that we've been nervous to do trying to protect her. So I'm super pumped to move forward. We're looking forward to the same. I feel like a lot of things that, especially travel-wise for us that have been on hold, I feel like now are not totally without a reach. My son's four, so we're going to be in the waiting game for him for a little bit. But my daughter's seven. And I actually just this morning went online on Walgreens and got her all signed up for dose one and two through through Walgreens. I think I said that. Um, and my I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just not having to, I always have had so much stress about her like you said with for your five-year-old, not her being so super sick but her passing it to other people or uh, I still have, um, you know, a living grandparent who we see a lot. And that is always in the back of my mind. Um, and now hopefully that will be, you know, be able to be alleviated a little bit. So we are excited too. Definitely. So we Kansas City Mom Collective will have resources on our site that we are working with all of our healthcare partners, including Overland Park Regional to provide you you know, the facts, um, information where you can sign your kid up, um, and then how we're feeling about it as a team of moms. And so we'd encourage you to check that out, encourage you to check out the resources we will list in the show notes from the CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics. And we're just really thankful for Dr. Schiffman's time and his work to help moms feel confident in the choices that they're making. Yes. And we will look forward to seeing you back here um, on our next episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.